1: Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long with your host Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Profit Podcast. Today, we've got a very special guest, Scotty Sports Takes from TikTok. You all know him, 29,000 followers, 1.3 million likes, and his Twitch, ScottyLive49, very popular. We've got him on the show today. We're going to talk about fantasy football, NFL, and just, you
0: know, everything. How are you How doing? you we doing? We're doing good today. Today's a good day. Even though it's crummy here in Jersey, it's like, it's like kind of humid, a little damp, but it's all right. It's a good day. It's a good day in my basement. Let's just put that that way. It's it's good, I'm
1: in my basement too. <laughs> of course, I think, it's the I best think, place.
0: I think everyone who makes
1: football content on TikTok pretty much lives in their basement. Obviously. That's, that's the conclusion I've come to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I do like stuff with like in school or whatever where I have to like FaceTime like my teachers and whatnot and they're always like, yo, you get out of that basement. I'm like, nah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is This is now the laboratory.
1: Yeah, that's I I I had to do the the uh, the FaceTime classes. What Zoom? Yeah, Zoom. How could I forget? Dude, <laughs> I
0: I haven't showed up to a Zoom call in like a month. Ever since they said it was optional, dude, I was out. I've been clocked out for like 2 months already now adding a global pandemic and the fact that I can sit at home and relax oh Wait, no shot did Disney? they not end school in Jersey no did they, they keep it going they didn't no they gave it two, they gave us two we- more weeks and they had like this terrible system where they are just like hey we're going to we're going to we're gonna what is it? We're gonna give you some assignments online in Google Classroom, and then you know we can t- have the occasional Google Classroom call. Let me tell you, <laughs> I have it. It is it is it, not it working for work. me. No, because yes. my sheer laziness, and it's also the last market period of the year. So I'm just like I'm out.
1: Yeah, that's they tried it here in Kentucky. They did like a week or two of Zoom, and they they found like 80 percent of students weren't doing the work. It was just like one person. Then everyone copied off, you know, Quizlet, and they yeah. just stopped the school year. They just ended it. They just called it.
0: They called <laughs> it about a month early, just they quit. Yo, I want you. I want your. I want your person making those decisions. My guy. My guy's dumb. He like we're doing the same thing, but he's just like, I, we need everyone to educate themselves. I'm like, dude, I, I, I'm done. I, I'm, is, I'm, guys, I'm,
1: we're all about to die, but we really need you to finish this quiz.
0: I've literally prioritized TikToking over school. It's only really that, like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Like TikTok is more important, literally. <laughs> Like, the... I
1: mean, yeah, I, I wonder how how big do you have to get before you can even make money on TikTok? Because okay. you see these things where it's Charlie D'Amelio makes like five million dollars on each post. And, you know, that can't be true. I,
0: I, I, I got this down. OK, so after uh, thorough YouTube research, I mean, uh, YouTube and Google research, I've came to the conclusion of how TikTok works. So right. basically. TikTok, you can't make any money, okay? Obviously, because I mean, getting TikTok famous is basically like flipping a coin. You can post a video, and the chances are that if it blows up or not. It depends. Yeah. So, like, I don't. It's not. It's pretty easy, which is great, by the way. It's a great marketing standpoint. Yeah, it's but fun. There's only two. There's only two real ways you can make. Uh, you can make that. You uh, make money. You can go from. Lives and people donating you, which I have, and I and honestly the the dividends, but how many you have to how much you have to pay for coins and how much you receive, I think it's completely it's crazy. Like I I've had days where I get it's like two hundred coins it's like I don't even know how much money, but it's like I think like less than half of that is like is what it's actually worth so like i wow. i been i've been giving donations and stuff like a lot and then like i look back at my bank account i'm like oh let's let's check the riches and i have like 5 bucks i'm like hey that's like a that's like a wawa mac and cheese like i'm okay with it i'm grateful but i'm like wow it's kind of surprising and the other the yeah, second I- sorry the second way is from a Sorry to cut you off, sir. No, but it's fine. The uh, The second way is from sponsorships, but the only reason, the only people that get actually sponsored are the people that are over about 250,000 followers. Oh, gosh. So,
1: yeah, we're not making money anytime soon. No, I saw one guy show a video. He made like $400 on a TikTok Live from donations, yeah. and then it gets cut in half, and then TikTok takes like 85%, so he was left with like $100. It's with some and loose I change. Just, yeah, and it's like it, I mean, money is good, obviously any amount, but it, it just seems kind of awful because people send money to a creator and then TikTok just takes it away.
0: Yeah, it's like with everything though. Like same thing with like Twitch. Like when I receive like a donation, well, donations go straight to my pocket, but like when I get like subscriptions or whatever, like they they take half the money. So like a five dollar subscription would be end up to being two fifty. I think that they they take bits. Uh, bits are like a different type of currency. Uh, I think they take a percentage of that. And then like if like, I'm gonna start YouTube, they take. They they like lower the money like for it, like every yeah, YouTube, year. You
1: have to have like five million views to make anything. It's it's insane. It's it's easy to get the views now, but it's hard to get money back. Back when I was a kid, it seemed like it was easy to get money. I, I mean, I remember people saying, "Yeah, you need like a thousand followers, and then you can make like really decent money." And now it's, yeah, you're gonna need to be basically a brand.
0: No, literally, you will like. I again like. What you have to do with TikTok is you can't simply be TikTok famous and settle with that. You got to move your platform to other places to actually make, uh, to actually build off of a financially stable thing. So, so that's why everyone's like it's a bad idea. You don't get anything out of it. No, only the stupid people don't get anything out of it. If you're smart, you move your platform to other places. So I have, I am. I have my platform of 29,000, I think, right now. We're, we're almost at that 30K. YouTube, I think, you hit 29 today. I, I looked it up. Yeah, I woke <laughs> up. recorded. I, I woke up tomorrow. To I smart. Finish, finished up my workout, and I was like, okay, we're at 29K. What a, what a, way, what a way to go with the day. But I, I'm like, I'm not even looking at 29K. I'm like, 30K. I'm pretty sure, like, isn't that like a thing? Like, when you're 30K followers, you're technically, like, you're technically, like social media famous so i was like you are going to we're going to be
1: able to look up your birthday on famousbirthdays.com
0: yeah i was like <laughs> that's the goal <laughs> dude that that'd be such a flex like hey, hey you got my birthday guess 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 who i am now the best the, the ultimate flex that i want at the end of the day is i want to, i want one of my followers to realize me when i'm on like a date or something so like how of a flex, don't tell me that it's not the biggest <laughs> flex in the world. When you're just chilling with like a girl or something, and then a little a little kid, obviously, my demographics, like I realized that my demographics, like from like middle school to like 16, yeah. so like my, like 95% of it, but like of course, we got a couple other people that just enjoy it, but for the most part, that's what it is. And I imagine like, like little Timmy pulling up to me and being like, How are you, Scotty Sports Takes? I'd be like, Yeah, little buddy, and <laughs> yeah, that's me, and, and then I'd be like, like You know, get a, like a picture or whatever, and I'd be looking, I'll just look at it, like, Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of famous, like instant flex, don't even ask to try yeah i was wondering about that because the tiktok uh,
1: demographic it does seem younger and i was worried about that at first and then i realized no that's good because i can age and they're gonna age it's not like my followers are gonna die soon <laughs>
0: yeah no honestly the best the best market to reach towards is kids because what i learned from Jake a, paul <laughs> yeah literally and like they're the most dedicated and loyal individuals oh yeah like i have dude the they made like our thing, like on thing on Sky Forty Nine. It's like they call They call me uh, our group Tang Gang, and it basically derived from an Instagram Live. And I was talking about like, hey, like I kind of like like. Was like, what was your favorite chip? Whatever. It's like I kind of like that Tang. You know what I'm saying? Like I like that lime. I like a little bit of heat. Doritos. uh Flaming hot lime with a new flavor, definitely, definitely some solid stuff. And then, like all of a sudden, all these people just were, like tang, 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 tang. And I was like what, what is <laughs> happening? And then I saw like an opportunity because, like you know, it's very hard to get that, uh to get that something that sticks and makes you different. I'm like, that makes me different. Yeah, a base. So I kind of, I kind of rolled with it, and then that's when I, that's kind of what I based my Twitch off of. And I have like, you know, I created like some emotes and whatever. So now I have a, I have a, even though we just started, we have a nice. Following on, I have a nice following on Twitch of very loyal followers that I love every single one of them. And it's been, it's been, it's been a lot of fun so far on this little journey that we have.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I I did, I've been doing Instagram fantasy football for. Two years oh, like two thousand yeah. followers, just hit two thousand this past week. I saw that too, sir. I've, I've I've been doing the uh the TikTok. This is really my third week taking it seriously, like actually putting out content every day that I, you know, put thought into. I'm at over three thousand. I've already got people commenting first, and it's like, why was I wasting time on Instagram?
0: Yeah, and that's kind of how I saw it. Like, how Instagram works is like uh Instagram, it's it's a very saturated platform already. There's a million mm-hmm. accounts. Like the only reason why, yes. For those who may not know, I am uh, the Scotty, uh, the Fantasy Football Hot Takes. I know I'm a famous individual, who had uh, 1,500 followers. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, it took me like four months to get to that point. It's like, and and what I realized is that it's very like my thing that I found to differentiate myself was to do the hot takes. That was that was like my thing, but it's after a while it gets stale, and you can only do so many hot takes. And I I, I got. the main thing that made me push me off of uh, in, uh, was Instagram was not only like the stagnant the stagnant growth that I was getting, but also the fact that I felt like I was a pretty creative person. I felt like my strongest point was through my talking and my creative ideas and what whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like I talked to you about, it. I was just like you know, you- I remember when you asked me on, like that one chat, you're like, what makes you different? I was like, ah, my, I-, I gave you like some like such like a like such like a intelligent uh, big brain response. I was just like, uh, how I can convey information to like in a different way or something way more smarter than that and yeah and that's what I kind of that's what I believe in and then I made my first couple TikToks and I was really uncomfortable in front of a camera for the first couple but over time if you can see that I I got more comfortable and then as I I think I really hit it off was when I started making my skits and then they oh yeah and after that just everything just started blowing up I started getting like 500 followers a thousand followers a day and we're still growing strong
1: yeah it was funny because I I looked up your TikTok account, when you first said on uh, Instagram that you were thinking about moving to TikTok permanently instead of Instagram, I, I watched a sketch and I'm like, is this the same guy? <laughs> yeah. Because like, I feel like on Instagram, you have to like, hide yourself because you're competing with actual organizations, professionals, and if people see it's someone young, they're just going to click away without even listening. So you got to hide yourself behind graphics, but your graphics are never going to look as good as you know professionals getting paid. So
0: it's yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, and that's kind of like what I realized. Like, when I like it, just I just knew that I'd just be I'd be just doing so much, and I felt like my creativity, my driven to make new creative stuff. I felt like it was starting to bore me a little bit, just like making designs. And I felt like I could be more creative with my acting and my words. And yeah, it, and that that is just my personally. That's just like, I I don't like to hide behind uh, I don't like to hide behind like a, a screen. I'm more of like an extrovert. I like putting myself out there, and. It kind of, and I, I feel like that kind of shows uh, a lot more on TikTok than it would ever would on uh, Instagram.
1: Yeah, I definitely get that because I know when I started, I realized this is a, a way more personal experience for the followers because they, you can reply to stuff easily, you can talk to them. The, even the lives get so many more views on Instagram. It's just a much better app for kind of creating a base where you all know each other. I feel like.
0: Yeah, and very soon I'll be starting a YouTube. I think I'm going to try to make my first video this week. I got to get, I got to start, I got to self teach myself a lot of editing. And even though you've shown me Audacity, that's a great thing I can do for little sound bits. So I can't wait for that. I can't, that's just a great thing for that. But it's just like having, so it's it's so much easier to grow on TikTok because it's a new, it's a new app. It's still relatively new. It has, it's blown up, but I don't think its peak is done. It's a very tough, you can take advantage of that trend and you can really. Especially, especially if they start, like, monetizing uh, yeah. per TikTok, so you can really make a lot of money. They can do that at any moment, and you can make a killing off that. But it's just it's a great way to make your social media presence there.
1: Yeah, and I uh, – yeah, definitely much better than Instagram, I think, in terms of – because you can post a video on Instagram, and you're lucky if all your followers see it. You're lucky if your followers see it. Yeah. Let alone new people. You can post a video on TikTok and get, like, 50,000 views. Just, bam, like that. Yeah,
0: and also the way that the algorithm works is that it's... They can... You can... On, uh, let's say, on, like, Instagram, it's, like, in one day, you will get 99% of the the, the people that will Mm -hmm. like and comment. But on TikTok, you can have something there for a day, a week, a month, or even, like, five months to a year, and it can blow up at any time. Once it gets, like, to a certain threshold, that thing can blow up. That's why... When people like, it's not good to like delete a TikTok because you never know. Like, sometimes my TikTok start off like really weak. You know, like maybe two thousand views in a day, and that's coming from like me who has thirty thousand. And then like the next day, like my Aaron, like my roast of uh, the Green Bay Packers had like two thousand views in like the first day, and then I was like, dang, that really that really popped off, or that really didn't do that well. Then the next like two days, it has uh, over a hundred thousand, just like that.
1: It, it, yeah, like, the growth, the growth seems more exponential. That's I think what it is and uh yeah that's i think one of the biggest things is right now i think it's going to change pretty soon but right now there's still kind of this uh this kind of negative feeling towards TikTok from a lot of people. I mean, you look at the comments on your post about moving your page to TikTok and the comments are just like, oh, I'm going to miss you. It's like, oh, I wish you would still make content. And they don't realize that you're still making it. They don't see TikTok as being equal. And I think that's one of the reasons a lot of big creators from YouTube and Instagram aren't on there yet. That's I know for me, I was like, hey, no one is making solely fantasy football content. I, I'm competing with hundreds of thousands of people on Instagram, but no one's doing it yet on
0: TikTok. Yeah, there's only one really big fantasy football account, and that is Fantasy yeah. Freaks. One, And, and they, guess how big they are? They have 360-plus followers. And they're huge, yeah,
1: and... I was like, yeah, I can not even compete with them, but live, we can all live together happily. Yeah. <laughs> cuz people follow so so liberally on that app. They follow and like way more than Instagram cuz if you like if you follow something on Instagram, you don't just see stuff and follow
0: what I feel like. It, it takes a lot more. And every social media starts off with the kids. Every single yeah. one. The kids get to it first. And that's why when the older people, they they like the 20 the 30-olds or, like, 40 years. I'm not, they're not old, but, like, they're just, like, they're not at, like, that young age where they just, like, find all this stuff. They look at it and, like, this is stupid. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a million social media apps that kids just go on every single, like, oh, new ones every single month. And they just die out after a month. But it's when you find that one that sticks around for a while. Like, this has been around for a while. And it, I feel like it's proven that, like, it could be Vine. It could be Vine. And it could go away in, like, a year or two. But you take advantage of that year or two. And you grow your platform. Yeah. And that is what they don't realize. And even though, like, they're like, "Oh, there's just a bunch of kids on the platform." Yeah, that's a, That's a, the best. That's the best. <laughs> Who cares people. that they're
1: just kids? Who the cares? kids are way more uh, engaging with the content. That's what I realized. And the kids. Here's another thing: the kids spend hours
0: a day on TikTok. Even I do. I don't even. I, yeah, I spend. Like I don't eight even. Hours a day. I don't, I spend like ten minutes on Instagram a day. I, like, especially during quarantine when I've been bored, it's just like I've been like scrolling up and then I look at the time and it's been like an hour. I'm like, oh my goodness, I need a life
1: yeah yeah instagram it's always like okay i have to post between five o'clock and six o'clock with seven hashtags that are unique to the post and maybe someone will see it and then on tiktok everyone's on it all the time so you can just
0: post whenever (laughs) (laughs) post like two hashtags fyp and then put like football and then boom it doesn't even matter and then like yeah it's yeah
1: and it's such a more relaxed because not everything has to be like professionally done. You can just actually have fun with it. And I felt yeah. like with Instagram, I wasn't having as much fun as I was because it like had to be completely, you know, professional. Because yeah. I was competing once again with professionals, and it's like I, you couldn't let your personality out at all. You can
0: have any fun. Yeah, I, I was one of the thing. The other reason why I stopped Instagram is because I was starting to feel like it was starting to get more like a system, like. Like mm-hmm. it was like I, I have to post this this one day this another this another and I have to get all this information I posted and then like you know like if I make a mistake on a stat they rip into me or if I make a mistake yeah. like like a spelling error like I use the wrong or oh my goodness please stop talking to me like please I like, I don't care and then like yeah. and like with TikTok I mean like you know y- I can do less in information grabbing and less like corporate boringness and i can use my personality and like what i mm-hmm. and like my my creative thinking and i can make something far more like creative that people will enjoy that i would not probably receive on tick to that on instagram
1: yeah yeah it's it's definitely i think a better app for creativity at at this point at least who knows things may change but right now i think it's really the best place to be if you're trying to grow. And I was, I was doing TikTok, but I was taking Instagram, like my main account was Instagram. And then I had a TikTok. And about two weeks ago, I decided I'm going to do two weeks of, you know, making TikTok my main and putting all my time and effort into that really. And my TikTok kind of started blowing up. And I got five hundred new followers on the Instagram in a week from TikTok, and it's like the best growth I've, the best growth
0: I've ever gotten on Instagram has come from TikTok. Because I remember you from a couple months ago that you had fifteen hundred followers, and like when you like you do a lot like, um, like uh, competition or gift giving and stuff, and that gets you a couple, but. I saw you from go from fifteen hundred. Sometimes I just like to check out your uh, account sometimes because I do I do enjoy I do enjoy what you have to say. So sometimes I go in and. After like it went from fifteen hundred, and then I saw you made I saw you made the tic because you liked a couple of my posts. I was like, oh and so I popped on, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you had a couple hundred followers. I was like, okay. Then I went back on your account. You were at sixteen hundred. I was like, whoa. And then you were at 1800 And then I didn't check for like two weeks or a couple, or at least for a little bit. And then before the stream, I checked again, and you were like like 2100, 2000 It was like you had like two thousand ninety something or something like that. And I was like, dude, where did this come from? You like, like it was crazy, and like. That's what TikTok can do.
1: Yeah, you can grow so much faster. And I've actually found a new template. And for for two years, I did uh, Instagram solely. And I was always trying to find some sort of template to streamline the process of making content so I don't have to take like an hour every day. And on TikTok, I, I found it so easily because they ask you questions you can just take the questions from last week, answer them in one video, then break it up throughout the week into 60-second portions and post five times a day, and they love it, whereas Instagram, you got to post once or twice a day at certain times, and you have to come up with all the content, it seems. So it, it's, I'm saving hours a day by taking TikTok, and then guess what? I can go post my TikToks on Instagram
0: and keep those people happy, too. Yeah, and it's just like, it's, it's, a, it's simple yet effective, and it, I think it's... Oh, it's something that I feel like in a in about a couple months that everyone's gonna be on. Like that's when you get like the businesses on it. When mm-hmm. you get like the corporate people, like, like, like all the fantasy accounts are gonna be on it. Like, and all, are they gonna like try to get to the? They're trying to get to the um, try to catch it before it's too late. Like, like, uh, like every, I I don't know like like big fantasy football accounts that aren't on it. Fantasy football analyst is a big one that I know. Forty thousand followers, not on not on TikTok. Yeah, How, like that guy. He's a great guy, by the way. He's not on there. What's another big fantasy football account? Uh, there's a like, fantasy football couch. Fantasy football counselor. Is Counselor on it? A counselor is, but
1: he's yes. he's part of the older generation, so I don't think he understands TikTok as well. I think he, he is. He, I think he he I saw a post uses, from him. He, it's kind of the same as his Instagram at some level.
0: Yeah. Uh, Who is the one Who is the one guy? Uh, Smitty was another Smitty, one. Smitty, yeah. Fantasy football show yeah, is on there. I don't think. Is he on it? He is, but he okay. he's still taking well, he's got a whole
1: brand. He's taking that more seriously right now. But yeah. He is, but he doesn't post as frequently.
0: Yeah. I'm just like like for like those fantasy accounts like you know, fantasy football freaks is a bitch because he's that's just like number one. They post what like three three TikToks a day? Three, two, yeah. three? Three hundred and sixty thousand followers. Like, yeah, and a lot of them
1: I'm I'm not hating on them by any means, but a lot of them they just like show a video and say something about that's it. That's what I'm saying. And I didn't want to say it. but
0: thanks for breaking the ice. <laughs> they like I think I look at that I'm like my content is just like I feel like it's better. I feel like they yeah. just they, they just I, do it. They just got there first. Yeah, one of the views has a million views. It's like f- top five fastest players of last year. Like, who cares? That's an NFL <laughs> statistic. I go on NFL.com, we will get like a 30-second thing of Matt Breida running forward. I can do that myself. Yeah, that's,
1: <laughs> that's when I was seeing if there's anyone doing just solely fantasy. I saw that account. I'm like, oh, they're a big account. I don't know if I can compete. And then I saw it. I was like, that's not really fantasy. That's just like... Fun facts about NFL, which is cool, and I like their page, of course. No hate to them, but they, but yeah, there's kind of a lot of niches that need filling right now because for for a while TikToks just been like dancing videos, and I think as more people come, more niches have to be filled, and there's still those voids that you're obviously filling one of them.
0: I'm trying to fill one, and uh, I, but, I yeah, will, I'm gonna one of the next few things that I might do is I might actually make a. Uh, fantasy football post very soon closer to the season i'm not i'm not there yet but i think i want to dabble in that and see if i can find success posting some fantasy football content but of course Mm -hmm. not your traditional like top five and you list them off like i'm thinking like i gotta put my what my what my uh my tiktok is my creativeness i gotta try to morph that into a fantasy perspective so uh, i right now i'm trying to think of how to do that but uh, that that's probably the next step. because like, so at first, I used to make uh, top fives. Then I went from uh, career stories. Then I went from skits, and I, I I really like skits. That's where I feel like I the skits I, are good. Yeah, I love those ones. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> And then I'm I'm probably gonna do that like a skit, but for fantasy football, I gotta figure it out. That would but be I, funny. You could do you could do like draft stereotypes. I feel
1: like that it was it gets popular if you do like the, the ten people at your draft, and you've got like the guy who
0: always researches that type of thing. I actually I could, did I did a video like that. Oh, like you the, did? the top five fantasy uh, like peop, like the type of football people. I guess it's kind of yeah. like that. One of them was like the fantasy like the fantasy guy is just like yeah, I know we might have lost, but like what you reckon in fantasy, huh? Like, what's your, <laughs> uh, how about that. But, yeah, like stuff like that I definitely gotta like I want to look more into, because I do like fantasy football, yeah like your boy your boy's kind of good at fantasy football. I'm not gonna lie i <laughs> I went to the finals for the past three years, made a couple bucks. I like taking advantage of my friend's stupidity and just taking a little bit of their money. <laughs> they signed up for it. I just know better uh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I speaking of fantasy football i I tend to like to stay away from rankings because I feel like you can never get them right because you know, like it or not, people get hurt, and then suddenly the whole list is
0: down the drain i have i have what for the first rounds mainly my main uh my main thought process so for the first round Mm -hmm. i think of who's who would i take number one overall who would i take in the sixth pick who would i take in the 12th pick and then who are like the middle guys i'd pick in the middle so i'm gonna put in my little secret Uh, i don't hopefully no one watches it instead of my friends even though i'm gonna show them this video this is published but um i'm gonna go with first overall pick in my opinion i would i think saquon barkley is going to be arguably an offensive player of the year candidate next year. Saquon
1: th- over CMC because I've I've been having my doubts about CMC repeating.
0: You know, it's not really that I'm more of like I believe that it is hard for for the past tr- for the trend for the past couple of years that when has a running back repeated as the number 1 fantasy running back? I think it's been done like once. Once. And I and it's well, who I don't even know who it is. It, it, it was, it was one of those like legends. It was, yeah, like what I, I don't even know, but like it was like CMC, Todd Gurley, David, like, like they're those guys. And then, like, one year they're really good, and one year they're, they're not as good. So, I don't like repeating that. I mean, like, if I had like the third pick and he was there, I'd probably just pick him out of like, you know, like I think he's a safe pick, I think he's still gonna do good, but I think that Saquon Barkley is just gonna be put on another level. You know, he had a little bit of a sophomore slump, and he still had a thousand rushing yards. Put that, let's put it that way, a th- he had over a thousand yards, and that was- was a down year for him like what... yeah that's like if his bad year is that good what is his good year <laughs> yeah and like for most of it besides like the Rams I feel like the bad teams with the good running backs always always do like oh, oh their running backs always do pretty good I'm not saying yeah, like, like Chubb Joe Mixon, yeah, like, those guys yeah like yeah like those guys because like you know they they just they lean on them a little bit more and, like, I know, like, uh, the only team that I know that did really good with, a good uh, with like, relying on the running back, you know, like, you know you had the Niners, but you couldn't really trust them in fantasy because there were three of them. No, because they had, like, three, and they all got hurt at different times. Yeah. Like, I had Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, like I, I I almost didn't want to pick him up because of the counselor, bro. He is hyping him up so much and like I know everything like everything that guy says is like it's just it's just word vomit, you know? Like I I, I, I <laughs> like so like but I was like I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give him a shot. And like luckily it was the one thing he got right last year, and I was very happy with it. That that and like Damian Williams being a bust. I think yeah. those are the only two. Didn't he say like CMC was like terrible after that one bad he said game CMC against Tampa? Was
1: going to be a bust, and he also said Dalvin Cook would finish behind Alexander Madison.
0: Yeah, like like have like you know it's kind of like a uh, not a conco, who's who's a Skip Bayless type of effect. You know when you keep talking so much, eventually you'll be right at something. Like it's it's <laughs> it's kind of like that, and like you know I went with uh, this year I went. I've never, I've never had a bad first round pick. I never, I always draft like the guys I know. Like I'm more of like a wide receiver heavy guy on the first two me rounds. Me too. I like going wide receiver. So like I, I went D Hop. D Hop did me good. Um, who is I? I, I drafted Derrick Henry in like the third. I draft. Every year I get, I get a sleeper. So that's another thing I like to look at in fantasy. The, the best thing is like I, I look to look at like the first three rounds and then I freestyle the other rounds. I, I, let's put it this away. I have a, I have what my invasion team will look like. What I want my team to look like. The players that I want. And then I have my sleeper list of like people that I want. I have a couple this year. Uh, I'll just say them right now. I I think Hayden Hurst might finish as a top five tight end. That Atlanta, yeah, Hayden Hurst. Atlanta loves using the tight end. Look at Hooper, man. Hooper, they do, yeah. And Tony Gonzalez way back when, yeah. And I think that Hayden Hurst is was very underutilized. Was not utilized properly in Baltimore, and also the emergence of Mark Andrews made it very hard for that to even happen. Mm -hmm. So. I think he will have a really good sleeper year. I think um, in a deep deep league, I'm going to go with Andy Isabella as a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. I like him. I had him on the show, yeah. Really? We love Andy Isabella, yeah. I didn't know that. Tell him I said hi. Tell him I said you better do good (laughs) in fantasy because I might pick him up in the later rounds. Don't let me down. (laughs) But, yeah, I have... Even being a San Francisco fan, I have a lot of faith in the Cardinals this year. I think my MVP candidate is going to be uh I I'm picking Kyler Murray as my MVP candidate next year.
1: Yeah, I think he'll do well. Now I wanna you say you're a San Francisco fan I got to ask, what are your thoughts on Jimmy G? Because I, a lot of people, especially on TikTok, just seem to hate the guy. And I personally think he's a pretty good quarterback.
0: So I want to hear what your thoughts are as as a San Francisco fan. So let me let me play the scene of my life of being a San Francisco fan for the past two years. Okay. So it, uh, I remember I was with – the one time I was hanging with the boys, you know, like we were, we were chilling at my friend's house. We were watching the uh, – it was the, the one time. Yeah, the one that like, my like my friend <laughs> my friend invites us over like twice because he's a jet fan. Can't stand jet fans by the way, but hey, it was it was they were having um a buy they had like a not a buy, they would play it on like Thursday, whatever, so it's like, hey, you guys can come over Sunday. So or Monday or whatever. The game. No, it was Sunday. So I was like, okay. And my Niners were playing the Chiefs that day. You know, that was when we were all over hyped and stuff. You know, it's was kind of big chested. We were like, what were we like, one and one, zero oh and zero oh, oh and one or something at that point? It was like the third week <laughs> oh, of the one one. season. And I was like, you know, we got this. I okay, the Chiefs are kind of kicking our butt. You know, it's whatever. And then we started to come back a little bit. And I see like, you know, of course, like that. We all know that moment, that desolate moment of when Jimmy G. I thought he's like, oh my god, he hurt his chest, and I got up. He was walking off, and then I and then he's sitting there. I'm like, why is his leg covered? Why? Is, what happened to his? What happened to his uh, knee? What is that? And then like apparently, and he was out for the year. And then all my friends made fun of me, of course. And then next year came around when he came back, and then he threw like those five interceptions at like the at like the practice or whatever before the season started. And they're like, "You see, Jimmy G sucks. You should have got Kirk Cousins. You should have picked up Trubisky." And I was like, let, "Let the man play. Like, hey, okay, he's warming up. That's what I like to say. Like, he's warming up. You know, get the get the interceptions out of the way. And you know what? For the most part, I was right. You know, like he took the six and ten Niners to the to the Super Bowl. And of course, like you know, I was gloating. I'm I'm kind of like a trash star. So like I was like, yeah, your team sucks. You're a Jet fan. Your team sucks. You're um, you're a Giant fan. Uh, my one friend's an Eagles fan. You know, like modern day Jet fans. You know, like and I was just like, I was like, hey, guess what, bro? You 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 suck too. That we you you lost to Green <laughs> Bay. We beat them convincingly twice. You know, like yeah, you guys killed them. And then we were in the Super Bowl, and for about three and a half quarters, I felt like the greatest man on earth. And then and then yeah. first off, I don't know when this narrative. That Jimmy G can't clutch up came. I get it. I get it. He missed the one. Okay, he for three and a half quarters he looked like he looked like the MVP. Three and a half, and then all of a sudden, you know, you know, as we learned from the Houston Chiefs game, the game like you know, Chiefs can turn things up. And I, if anything, the number one person I blame two people before Jimmy G. I blame the defense, and I blame and then I blame Kyle. The def like you're up by ten. We, first off, they say they say we blew the lead. Yes, we blew the lead, but like seven minutes left, and they had the ball, and they're down by ten. That's not like like yeah, like that's not like Atlanta. Yeah, it's not like the Falcons. That's not game. Atlanta type of stuff, you know. Like it's it's bad, it's bad, but like it's 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 plausible. It's a plausible thing to come back from. It's happened a million times. So they had the ball, and they scored. We we were down by three. I think we got stopped. Uh, we got stopped, and they scored again. Um, but like. The defense definitely, like Richard Sherman, like bro, I love you, but like you had, you, you know, you got burned by Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, yeah, he, he got burned. He got destroyed. Okay, I feel like that, that, that was that was bad. And then, you know, um, Kyle should have ran the ball more. And then, you know, you put him, you put him, uh, Jimmy G, in a spot. You know, like he he's trying to make a couple plays. He had a he had like that one deep shot, the kittle that got called back. BS call, by the way. I don't think that I don't. I don't think that should have been called. If that Kyle Rudolph pass didn't get called, I don't think that was either. But you know what? It was a fifty-fifty. I'll give it to you. But he missed the one play to Emmanuel Sanders, right? And you know that that, that sucked. Uh, that took the soul right out of me. Uh, uh, they sent my friend sent me photos uh, after that, and uh, you know they they were all flexing in front of a Tyree Kill jersey that they found. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> but. Let's look back at Jimmy G's season. Okay, he clutched up against the Saints. He's clutched up against the Rams. I think he clutched up against the Cardinals twice. Uh, he played. He, he went back and forth with Russell Wilson twice, and he came out with a dub. They should have had two if our kicker was healthy. And like, look at his impact that he's made on his first four years as starter. You know
1: he yeah he's been he's been pretty darn good and a lot of people like to point out the the missed deep ball at the end of the Super Bowl but they fail to realize he he was the number one quarterback in deep ball completion percentage he just had one bad throw it happened to be on national TV at the biggest moment but he's he's a
0: good quarterback it was a bad time to run out of mana it, I'll give it to that it was a bad time to run out of juice at the end of the year but he you know he he look at ninety nine point five percent of the season okay it hasn't always been good. But from the system that he's been given and the way that he was he was things he was asked to do, I think he did fairly well. Now he not, might not be putting up numbers because as everyone's like, oh, guy, he got carried by the defense. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, he got carried by the run game. That's just he didn't ask for that. He got asked to do a specific role in this offense, and that was you know he he had a manual Sanders. He got asked when we hey, if we're in a situation that we need you, you need to make the we need to make the throw. And for most of the year, he's been making those throws, you know, deep like in in um. Against the Packers, deep balls to Kittle, like long balls to Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel. Get uh, you know, he just he's he was he wasn't a top ten quarterback. He's not a top ten quarterback, and I I I think that he's in a perfect system that he can yeah, that where he I can agree. succeed. And he did it. He played everything well. He made he made one mistake but he, and yeah, everyone's yeah, calling big him mistake. everyone's calling him a choker and whatever but he's clutched i think he clutched way more games than he's choked this year a lot
1: he's yeah just one just one bad one bad throw basically one bad game. and i feel like people take that one bad thing and just like Kinda of like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is bad, but people just like pretend that he's
0: horrible. I don't quite get it. He's yeah. It's just the the only thing is that he's a repeat offender. You know, he's a repeat offender of yeah. losing uh, in big games. He he had one big game against the Saints. Good for him. Maybe that's a sign for maybe that's a sign for the better. But you know, he ran into my Niners defense and he said, "Oh no, I forgot how to play football." And I say, "Thank you, Kirk. Thank God we didn't pick you, Jimmy G's our dude." But like, yeah, what was I gonna say? Like everyone's saying this year that uh the Niners gonna have a down year. That's what everyone's telling me. They're like, Yeah, ni- Niners time is over. And I was like, who do we lose? Let me see. Uh we lost DeForest Buckner, by the way, that's stung. But we have the Javon Kinlaw. Okay. He's a young guy, but hey, we're keeping it young, we're keeping it cheap. Uh we lost Emmanuel Sanders, who I think is a little bit more replaceable. And we've now we have a yeah, young IU. Definitely. We're getting we, yes, we lost um Brita, but we have still have Coleman, Mostert and McKinnon. And we have um and we had like after that we didn't really lose that much we, like we and we have Jalen Hurd coming back. I was like, oh, and don't forget that was that was Jimmy G's first season. First starting season, basically, he probably still felt his, his ACL wiggling in his in his knee. <laughs> like you like I mean, honestly, like what else? Can, like what else can you ask for a guy to take you to the Super Bowl the first year and you going to complain? Half the team's complaining, haven't seen a Super Bowl since it was black and white, and you going to yell at my quarterback <laughs> well, being speaking, bad. <laughs>
1: speaking of the first 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 season of the quarterback going to the Super Bowl for the 49ers, I want to, before we head out because I'm running out of time, but I want to talk, this this situation everyone wants to know, I've stayed away from it for the most part, but what do you think about Colin Kaepernick? Do you think he's going to play again? Because that's that's what the rumors are, but I just don't see a team taking that chance when he hasn't played for four years, and he's out of the league not just because, you know, the political scene he made, but because he wasn't very good.
0: In my opinion, at least, do you think anyone's going to take a chance on him? So, from what I know, is that, well, from watching him, I could tell you that he was not a very good quarterback. Okay. I like the, I like the Blaine train. Okay. That was my, I liked him better that year when we, when we had that disastrous, I think it was eight and eight or, or four and 12 year when he was there. And I was like, okay. Yes. Yes, he should be on a team he's he's definitely better than some of the quarterbacks on there, but what else can the n f l do to this guy? okay okay, get it. They handled the kneeling situation not good. they did not handle that very well they they were against it some and there was a big controversy when you know but i mean like okay, but he let me see he played his stats weren't terrible. But I think wasn't he asking for QB one money? If that was, if I'm correct, yeah, he hey, for quarterback I think one. Turned down a couple of deals to be a backup. Yes, he turned down. Okay, so let me get this right. So this quarterback who has not been is not worth that money. He is he is asking made that money. He wants quarterback one money when he plays like a solid backup, and no one team wants to give him to him. Give it to him. Understandably, first off, the the QB. The QB situations for most teams are pretty straightforward. There's very few teams. A lot of them even have young quarterbacks or developmental quarterbacks or solid quarterbacks. So like, it's hard to even get a, a starting gig unless someone gets hurt. The best place for him would probably be like the Steelers, to be honest. Uh, but uh, he wants QB1 money, which is not going to happen. He got offered contracts... And he turned them down. And, and he, they're making it seem like he never had an opportunity. Like they just shoot him out of the league. They he he pissed off Jay Z. Okay, he went he <laughs> went over to um, they they gave him a private workout. Who does that? I've never heard that in my life? They gave a guy a quarterback a private workout. Where they could show all the teams, all the teams, and it was a big thing, and all these teams were going to go. First off, he changed to like four, like a a, a wild he changed locations and then turned it into like a publicity stunt. Yeah, it's like people forget that. I'm like, I'm like, dude, and then like, even like joking, it's not even even like a race thing or anything. Like Jay-Z, Jay-Z was like, dude, like Jay-Z was mad. Jay, like he was like, bro, we gave you this opportunity and you just like, apparently it was like a big laughing stock. It was, it was a joke. And, that no, and, they, and he's wondering why no one wants to sign him. Like it's like it's like it's like signing Johnny Cash, like the, the, the Mortal Kombat Eleven guy. Like it's like, like yeah. that guy is like it's like imagine like he's a quarterback and then he does a mo- and like he's like hey yo you'll come to my workout and then he's like he's filming a movie. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> like like what the heck is and this? I,
1: and here's the thing. Here are my thoughts because I've been thinking about this because I'm seeing everyone on Twitter like if the NFL wants to make things right they have to like give Colin Kaepernick a job. First off. I think Colin Kaepernick, yes, he's better than some backup quarterbacks in the league, of course, but no one wants their backup quarterback to be in the news all the time. Like You don't want your backup to be causing that much publicity, I don't think. I mean, and also, first off, the money is an issue, and then also, let's let's not forget, he was successful, I think, because he was in a system that worked for him and he was new. Kind of like, I mean, not that he's as good as Lamar, but Lamar would not have been as good if he hadn't been in the situation he was this year where they like, revamped the offense to fit him. I think Colin Kaepernick, if he wants to be successful, he would have to be in a system that revamps the offense to fit Colin Kaepernick's play style. I have no idea what team is going to revamp their system and offense and everything for someone who hasn't played in four years and is out of the league because he got benched for Blaine Gabbard. I mean, I remember I played him in, I think, weeks... 14 of my fantasy season right before the playoffs and he got negative two points and everyone forgets that everyone forgets that last season where you had like negative 21 passing yards in a game and four interceptions
0: that's why he's not in the league and yeah that's like there's a lot of like like, during the times like there's a lot of pressuring going on right now there's a lot of pressuring for businesses and games like I, I can't even play a video game right now without being like like them just like saying their stance on it. I mean, like at the end of the day, I feel like I just hope that you know everyone treats everyone as an equal, and that's why I, I had like when with the um like I, I get it's helpful, but like remember the uh they had the, the uh, new Rooney rule with like the min- minority stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they like they you have to like or like you they were like they were like thinking about throwing in incentives. I'm like I, I made a TikTok on that too. I was like I feel like that um decentivize it decentivizes a um, a hire because it's like, well, did you get hired because you were good for the job, or did you get hired because you know we had a, we had to fix our diversification problem? And I feel like that's kind of the case with Colin Kaepernick. It's like, are you here because it's like, are you here because you earned it, or were you here because you uh, you had to, you know, like we had to give you put you here? And I feel like that's where like that's where like. Questions are going to be given, especially if we see him play and he doesn't perform too well.
1: Yeah, it's if he's signed because he has to be. Then what? What, what does that say? It's just I don't know. I think it's a messy situation. I do you think he will be signed? Honestly, um, I don't think I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't either. I don't know why he'd give up. I mean, what he's doing right now, he's making money. He's famous
0: as ever. I don't know why he'd give that up to go sit on the bench. Like, I, I support what he's believing in. I, I do, I do think that mm-hmm. I like, like. The more I learned about the kneeling stuff and what it meant, the less, the more I was kind of okay with it. Okay. Like, yeah, I know a big thing that I thought was like, okay, just like the Drew Brees stuff, like, you know, disrespect for the troops or whatever. then I, but then, you know, the more I got to learn the meaning of it and I heard he had talks with other people about what's properly, proper to do. Cause remember the one, the beginning he used to just sit and not kneel. And according to them, they said that that was disrespectful to sit, but he said kneeling, that's a little, that's a little different. So with people kneeling, I know it's gonna be like a big issue, but I mean, honestly, like it, it's, it's. I, they're doing what they believe in, and I mean, what what am I to say? You know, like if I believe what i we all believe in our own things. I mean, if they want to spread their belief like that, then I think they're fine. With they should do that. Um, that's what else was I was gonna say. Um, but yeah, I just but that doesn't change if the fans hate it. That's the
1: problem. I guess that, that's going to be the big thing. But that's it doesn't change if the fans hate it, whether it's good or bad. If the fans don't want to go and don't pay the money to go. Then the team's got problems.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't think that's has was that an issue when they when that kneeling whole thing came was that was that uh, when that was a thing. Yeah, they had uh, really declined viewership actually because there were a lot of yes. people who
1: said I'm not watching the games if they're kneeling, which I thought I thought was a little weird. But I mean, if at the end of the day, money runs the league. I mean, we see they're not going to let COVID get in their way. They need to make their money. So that's going to be interesting how to see how that shakes out. And that's one of the reasons I think a lot of the teams don't want him, because they know if they sign him, there's going to be a group that, yes, is super supportive, and it's like Colin Kaepernick finally gets in the league, but then there's also probably a big part of the fan base
0: that's going to boycott the team for a while. Well, how I see it is he can't make everyone happy, but if I had a pick, if, I think if he does get signed, number one place I think he goes is Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh. they were one of the biggest supporters of his kneeling. I remember that, besides the Villanueva guy who is the, uh, who is the veteran. I think the lineman. He was like a veteran, or his like his father was a veteran, or something like that. Uh, and I think, I think he it would be put in a perfect position where he would succeed there because Big Ben's retiring. They have a young Mason Rudolph who, from what I've seen, isn't really too hot. Nothing special. Nothing special. And you know that he he could fill in for a couple of years, especially if Big Ben has a rough year. But you, again, like I said, you, you can't make anyone happy with whatever decision you make. So you just got to make the the one that you think is going to it will anger the least amount of people and from this from this perspective considering how like the world's in like a in like a protest mode I think they I think they let it happen I think they do
1: yeah I think it I think it could definitely happen uh it's just interesting it's gonna be fun to watch what fantasy impacts you would have because I mean he can run that's for sure it's just it's just gonna be interesting
0: <laughs> yeah man
1: there must
0: be an interesting year this year with the COVID and all the and all that
1: yeah for sure now I got to head out. This was a good. We're hitting an hour almost. So before we leave, I want to ask one question that I ask everyone who I interview. Uh,
0: Super Bowl prediction, go. Okay. I'm going to go with my Niners, obviously. This isn't even, this isn't even a plan. And then I'm going to go. I I literally, I can't think of like the AFC team because my my mind's jambled. But I'm going to go with. It's either going to be... I don't think Baltimore is going to win it. I think I'm going to go Niners-Chiefs again with a redo. Niners-Chiefs are repeat, but they get revenge, right? Uh, obviously. no. Yeah, no doubt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course! All right. Well, that's a good predict. I could see that happening again. For me, I personally think uh, Chiefs make it again, but I think Saints are the NFC team, and I think Saints get the better of them. I think this is Drew Brees' final year. I think he goes out, you know, kind of like Peyton Manning did with that last Super Bowl. I, I I, believe in the Saints, even though there's, you know, the issues right now on social media. I think the professionals, they put that behind them on the field, and I think
0: they get it done. That ain't the issue. The issue is that they're playoff chokers. They've been choking. Like <laughs> The refs hate them. Teams hate them. They just, like Viking. Who would have thought that the Vikings were going to beat them that year? It's because the Saints choke in the playoffs. Okay, they do. They do. They. I mean, they had that one. They got the one ring. Good job, Breeze. But ever since, ever since uh, Bounty Gate, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly the refs got a little bit of a problem with them in the playoffs. Suddenly, I mean, can
1: you blame that? Can you can you get mad at that? People uh, have a bias against them because they paid players to hurt people. Yes,
0: you tarnished the you tarnished Drew Brees as one Super Bowl win, and you know the you know what? he probably he definitely had nothing to do with it because he's this guy has been the victim of other from like from outside influences his entire his entire life. He's like he he comes to the league, he comes into the league, and he gets he gets the uh, the bounty gate. Uh, Mm -hmm. He he tarnishes his greatest achievement I think he won MVP that year Tarnishes it because you know People were trying to bet money on hitting people And you know he's he's just a really nice guy Donates millions of dollars And then says one naive stupid comment And the whole world hates him and everyone hates him again. Yeah, it,
1: you you kind of feel bad at some level. For I feel them, terrible. I think I think they could get it done this year. And then one last question: Who is your sleeper team? A team that no one's talking about that you think could could go to the Super Bowl? A team kind of like the Forty ers last year, where no one was expecting that
0: could go to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, could could Ooh. be that team that you Ooh. know just pops I, off the charts. Super. This
0: is super bold, but I think I think Carolina can put it together. Oh, you think Carolina with the Teddy Bridgewater Teddy Bridgewater, it? Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel is a completely underrated wide receiver core and you have yeah, Christian McCaffrey great, and then Christian McCaffrey and they've got a fairly solid
1: defense. For me, I'm going to go Broncos.
0: I think I don't even think that's a sleeper team. Honestly, I think that team is a very solid team and I think they can I think they're going to compete. I think they'll beat uh, they'll, they'll beat the Chiefs at least once and I think they'll go to as long as um Drew Lock steps up. Yeah, if Drew see,
1: I think either they're horrible or great. Because if Drew Lock, either either Drew Lock progresses and takes that step, and I think you know the team is good enough that they can actually get it done. But if he doesn't, then it's just going to be a complete waste. How about underrated team, real quick? Underrated. Uh, oh, overrated. My bad. Other way around. Overrated. Overrated team. I probably Baltimore.
0: I I I I'm not a. I kind of agree with that too, uh, but. Number one has to be Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is so overrated. They're going to be this this year's Cleveland Browns, last year's uh what you call it, San Francisco 49ers. They added an old quarterback and a, and a oh, they added a quarterback who's his track record's good, but he's what is he like thirty eight forty two yeah 42, forty two three he's ancient yeah he, he's old he I know like and then you you got your third string you got your third string tight end okay he's not I think OJ Howard is better than him. At this point. Yeah. And I think Cameron Braid's a better end zone target. Even though, okay, maybe that could be argued. Maybe, but Cameron well, Braid is a solid Gronk end zone. left
1: guy. because they said he was going to, like,
0: be paralyzed if he took another. Big hit. I don't know why he's back. I don't. I mean, the guy was like, he, with all the CBD, he probably felt empowered. And I mean, like, <laughs> like I, I guess, but I mean, like, what else did they add? They, they, they second, no one's talking about that secondary, who I don't think is that good. They have a good run stopping yeah. defense, but I think. Good run defense, but secondary is weak. Old quarterback They're gonna get killed in the, They're gonna get killed It's gonna be They're gonna be like The Atlanta Falcons To an extent They're gonna be A really good yeah. offense But their defense Is just gonna, it's just gonna falter Like you think Shaquille Barrett Who just came out of nowhere Is gonna have another year like that I don't think so I don't. Th- yeah And let's be honest Brady is horrible Under pressure He's horrible under pressure. Yeah, because you know when, when that, uh, that when that Patriots offensive line. I remember that one year when they lost to the Broncos in Peyton Manning Super Bowl run. When it, when when that defensive line was destroying Brady and he was getting he was getting tagged around. Like I know they just got that left tackle in the draft, but like is that enough? And who who they have no run game. They have no run game. I don't care how yeah, they've much they got a couple guys who are like maybe good but probably not Ro- Rojo had like one ant year and then the, his rookie year he averaged like one yard a rush <laughs> like what he
1: you- yeah it, it, it's. I think they're overrated because people are like, "Oh, Brady's going to be super." No, I don't.
0: He's he's past his pride. Tampa Bay it's is historically be... the worst, the, the most losingest franchise in ever. Do you think a 42 year old quarterback and a broken guy who's on weed is going to go out there and change the <laughs> change the world? Hell nah. You got to deal with the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons, and I think all three of them, besides maybe the Falcons, are better than him. I, I, do, you think, do you think it's possible that
1: the Patriots are—no, not the Patriots, Bron- uh, the Buccaneers are last in that division? Because I, I think that could be— It's very possible. I, I think the Falcons are underrated. Great offense. Defense may be a bit better.
0: You really think a team like that and a butthurt Tom Brady after week three is going gonna, is gonna to suit well when they get blown up by the Saints week one? You think he's going to be happy? You think he's going to be happy? Watch Brady retire midway through this season. Remember last year, Lattimore went up against Evans? He didn't have, yeah, he didn't have a catch. By the way, called that, by the way. I, I called that I called that one that week. That was my greatest take. But yes, he's going to get destroyed. Mike Evans ain't going to be nowhere. Chris Gallin will have like five, t- like seven catches for like 70 yards. And they're going to run game. It's going to be like 18 rushes for 35. And then Tom Brady's going to sit there all angry because Cam Jordan is... is- is on top of him freaking body slamming him like, looking like Bounty Gate 2.0 and he's gonna be like what the heck is this Bruce and then Bruce is gonna sit there like I don't know and then they're gonna, sit, and then they're gonna write off that that pettiness ang- anger for the next week and they're gonna lose like they're probably gonna lose again like, who are they versus in week 2
1: uh week 2 let's oh, Buccaneers schedule Buccaneers schedule so week 2 they've got Panthers Teddy Bridgewater, Christian McCaffrey going to run home, all
0: over them. Home or away? Home or away? Uh, it is, I think, home. Home game for them? Don't matter. Don't matter. Christian McCaffrey. Remember last time? We think Christian McCaffrey, like, did, like he, he got stuffed the one time. The first game that he got stuffed. And then the second game, I think he, he came out and he did pretty good against them. But And then they've got Broncos with Drew Locke. Broncos, what you Dude, like, like? Oh yeah, looking great. Me. Defensive line gonna
1: kill Brady. Then I, be, I think they beat the Chargers. I think they beat Chargers. Then they have got Bears. Khalil Mack. I think.
0: Well, I mean, like, if Trubisky, I, I think, I think they could sneak that. I think. Let me see. Let's just go through this real quick. Let me see. Let's see. They get destroyed Week One. Week 2 is a toss-up. I think they'll... I think they lose that. I think they're 0-2. Ooh, you think they're going to lose? I think so, too. I think it's Teddy time, baby. I think they're 0-3 going against the Chargers. I think they win Chargers. Okay. And, they, and they, you know, like Tom Brady's, like, semi-mad. He's, it's, it's, just, it's just like, okay, we won one real quick. And then wait, what's mm-hmm. what's after that? Then I bet they lose to the Bears and beat the Packers. Packers are going to Ooh, I, I'm i going to go inverse. I think, I think they're going to beat Ooh. the Bears. I, I I think Bears, again, like, they got the good defense, okay? But I think... I, I think, you know, it depends who's in. If Nick Foles is in, they win, okay? If Nick <laughs> Foles is in, they win. But if they, if they, I would love to see that. If Trubisky is still playing and he's still horrid to watch, I don't think, I think, I think, I think uh, Tampa Bay gets a dub off of just pity. I think it's a pity dub. I think Bears was just like, you know, like, Khalil Mack is going to be gassed by week four because he's doing all the work. You got like Eddie Jackson over the top trying to guard oh, Eddie Jackson. Who's the corners? I forget the, I forget the, like, it's a very good uh. corner.
1: Well, that's that's gonna be a Monday Sunday night. If we get a Sunday night game with Foles versus Brady, oh man,
0: dude, oh my god, that game would be fantastic. And I think Foles is gonna beat him again. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna believe that. And then and then they're gonna they're gonna lose to the Packers because um because I just don't think their their team's good enough. I think Packers Packers are, are still a good team. They're gonna, they're gonna rely on the run a lot, which I think they counter. But I I think that Aaron Rodgers is just gonna do Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Rodgers is still good. And then Raiders, I bet they can beat them. They, yeah, but again, like, can they? Like, Radius is a young and up and coming team. Can definitely sneak a dub in there. Can definitely sneak a dub. Yeah, it, it's a toss up. And then Giants also. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll destroy the Giants. Uh, I, I'm not a big. They need to bring back Manning for that one. I mean, it depends if Saquon Barkley runs for like 200 yards, but it's just very and possible. Then they've got Saints again. Saints. Um. Then Panthers. I think Saints sweep Tampa. I think Saints sweep yeah. them. Then Rams and Chiefs. Uh, they'll beat the Rams, and I think they'll get destroyed by the Chiefs. Vikings. That's a toss up. That's a toss up. Toss up. Uh, Falcons. They'll get one game against. Uh, ah, they'll get one game against the Falcons. I think Falcons will sneak a dub in there too. Okay, and then Lions. I bet. I bet they win that. Yeah, at that point, Matthew Stafford's on the stretcher. Uh, on Johnson's back in IR, and uh, their young new young corner is in in is in a vegetated state. So I think I think at that <laughs> point, I think Tampa Bay gets
1: it. And then they get the Falcons again. So one of those will be lost. Yeah, I I, I could see them going like seven.
0: So wins? Yeah, they, they every like I said before, they, they scream like seven and nine every time they're seven and nine. They're historically like that. And I think, th- I, but I think next year is where, like the last year of Brady's contract is when things turn up. I think, I think if they get a couple, if they get a, they have a good draft, maybe protect him, uh, maybe get a little bit more protection, maybe, maybe pick up a running a back, solid runner. Like if they, if they get Devontae Freeman, uh, uh maybe, maybe, maybe I, I can, maybe I can believe in them a little bit more. But with yeah. Rojo. I, I agree
1: with that. It, All right. Well, we're hitting an hour mark. I got to go. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, anytime. It it's a lot of fun to talk football. <laughs> uh, we'll see how some of those predictions go out. And yeah, TikTok, definitely the future of this, or at least the, the, the present of
0: this. Yeah. Hi. It was a pleasure talking to you today. All right. I will see you later. You too.